basically has the number one spot sewn up unless something miraculous happens and he loses two games by a large margin. He's got number one spot most likely. Congratulations, Grant. We've then got Scotty all but cemented uh, in that spot, top two basically, but he can't drop out further than fifth. So a win basically guarantees him uh, top four next uh, next week after the buys. That's basically a top four spot sewn up for Scotty on the line there. We've then got Lockie the Big Fish on 28, Dob Squad on 28, Mato Suck My Penalty is 28. So a big jostle there for that third and fourth spot. One win of those guys puts them in a good spot. A loss puts them a bit further behind. We then go to Wusty Eight Balls and Kane on 24 points. Uh, pretty much sewn up finals as well, but a big two big losses from Kane and a few big wins from someone else, for like a Steve or Matt, and they could swap. And then myself in eighth spot on 20 points with uh, Steve, Matt, and Keelan all following on 16. So a win from them and a loss from me puts me a percentage only above. So need to win one of these games basically for myself to secure finals. So a real good finals jostle there. And three guys still technically in with a chance. So if they win both of theirs, I lose both of mine, they're in the finals basically. So big, big weeks coming up after the buys, but we'll dive further into that next week. But as always, guys, we've got to thank our sponsors this week. This week's sponsor is Shampoo. So obviously, guys, everybody poos most of the time. Uh, every day. So what basically this does is it's a way to disguise your poo into thinking it's something else. Other people thinking it's something else. So it's a spray that you use. So you spray it in the toilet, kind of like a VI poo sort of thing. You spray it in the toilet and it will actually disguise the smell of the poo into something else. So technically works as a bit of a sham. So it kind of hoodwinks everybody else. So the sham poo. So we've got a very good introductory offer this week on the Throw the Damn Tail podcast. You buy one shampoo, get the second, pun intended, free. So flavors or smells include uh, brisk summer evenings, uh, Tic Tacs, and Doritos with garlic dip. So some really good flavors there, guys. So pick your favorites, buy one, get the second, get the doo-doo free. Uh, And guys, great offer. Definitely don't want to miss this one. So get in before it plops. And now we come to everyone's favorite segment. Although once I read out this guy's guest, you may want to click off. But I beg you, don't, because we're going to have a really good conversation, guys. Really good fair conversation where not one person is going to be biased or bag at somebody else. It's going to be a really nice conversation, guys. So this one, you're all going to enjoy. And now, in the red corner, you know him, you love to hate him, all the way from securing another final spot, the bloke who puts the old in Geelong, your two-time champ, Lachlan Story. First two-time draft champ, but only our second two-time coach of the week. So how do you feel about getting the win this week? Uh, Jimmy, it was great to be back, mate. Thank you for having me. Uh, look, 1,500 plus with uh, Paul Danger and Kennedy on the bench. It's uh, I'm taking the piss, mate. So the call-up was warranted. I had a few people messaging me during the week asking if I was on. I think it was pretty obvious that I was the only real option. 
On the other end of the scale, mate, there was some bloody putrid scores out there. You got the Braids, Cave, Riser, Braids, Kill and Matt, Braids. There's just some real wide of bother type of efforts going on right now, mate. It's a little deflating keeping track of all these other teams that are going so poorly whilst I'm flying, but I guess it is what it is. Yeah, well, especially when you got you got Braids uh, bragging last week of how I was thinking how he was robbed last week of Coach of the Week. There was uh, no way in hell he was even a sniff this one. So the fact that he's fallen from grace so quickly just shows uh, exactly why you weren't warranted at all. Nah, look, to be honest, Braids was one of the people he needs to pull his head in a bit and he was getting way too far ahead of himself. But as we saw, he posted 1,100 on the weekend and he couldn't even beat Steve. So look, given how close to finals we are and some of the quality of the players that he's got running around and look, some of the players that I've got to return... Braids, thanks for the donation. So it's been good. Um, look, normally in the past, Jimmy, I've had a bit to prepare for you, but this time actually I don't have much for you. It's, it's, it's been a bit hard because, to be honest, all the stars have aligned. We've got, like, not only is Ben's team clearly shit, he's freely admitting he isn't fit enough to be Matt's asshole. It's not really a fall from grace because he never really rose. You know, his pathetic low-budget videos have just turned uh, you know, little clips that he does. That's all they are now. They're just clips that show how depressed he actually is. So... I can't really add too much to him. And, and Bryzer, his, his little blue book, whatever fucking colour it is, it's obviously got some holes in it because he's just holding the rest of us up. So it's been great to see the, the large fella fall over, but let's be frank, he, he's broken. So the two of them are living a pretty fragile life and I feel bad trying to sit here and uh, kick him while they're down. So well, I haven't actually got much for you because everything's just going as I said it would. Yeah, definitely. You've, you've, you've hit the nail on the head with those two. They're, like Ben's last video, he was he was literally deflated. He's, he was flat. Blizz is very, very flat. He's just in a real world, world of hurt at the moment. Lost to Keels. Just not good enough. Yeah, Ben needs to get it more up and about. If he wants to have a bit of me time, I'm all about it. And get the, the worst coach of the week on to have a bit of a chat. But yeah, he was a real Debbie Downer. I know we go back um, that tag to Matt during the week because he's just, I don't know what's wrong with him, but... Ben's trying. He's he's polling for the name tag because he was real deflated. So he needs to needs to lift a bit, perk up, get some music in your clips, show us show us that you matter. There's a lot on the line for him this week. He's the one in three weeks' time. If he loses the riser, that's um his little fake jungle book persona is gone, and uh, he's gonna finish last. If he so, yeah, that 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 matchup like. Because we've got the three weeks of buys, it could not be more perfect. I think I'm going to have to focus each pod for the next three weeks. I'm going to have to do bipod weeks and just like go in depth every week on why the teams are so shit and whose team is not going to win, but whose team's going to lose. Because no, neither of them are going to win. It's just going to be who's less shit. Well, and look, there might be a good opportunity for you to get them on because, to be frank, they wouldn't be welcome in any other way. So if you want those two on the pod, as a little bit of a pity invite, some stage over the next three weeks is probably the time to do it. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'll have to make this. There's a few guys that might need some pretty call-ups as well, so maybe we'll have to spread the love. Uh, probably a fair point, actually, given that I've been on now a couple of times. I think there's been a couple of returns on Grant has, so, uh, yeah, it's probably a few people have missed out. And, look, they've only missed out because they've been shit. So anybody who gets on in the next three weeks just has to understand where they're at. Definitely. It's a, it's a privilege to get invited on. Absolute privilege. It's a privilege, not a right, which we found out this year. Definitely is, a, is an option. Yeah, look, realistically, we should probably spend uh, no more time talking about these absolute rubbish players because that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about you. Well, that's a fair point. We should focus on me, and I'm flying, Jimmy. Uh, like, if someone can knock me off, I'd like to hear who, because as I told you at the start, Kennedy Hall and Danger to come back on, and I'm scoring 1,500 without them, so I'm peaking at the right time of the year. Definitely. Another bloke who's peaking is probably Grant. He's probably the only other option that's really uh, going to give you a run for your money. He's number one in scores, uh, top points four, and top of the ladder. So 
probably really the only one who's who's troubling you at the moment. Yeah, yeah, he's well, he got forty at sixty on the weekend, so I guess he's up there. But oh, look, I've seen firsthand he's, he's not going to tra- change his team anymore because his ability to trade has been shot in the foot. So um, he needs to hope that what he's got works out. I think he's starting to uh, burn himself a little bit. I know the boys have been talking about some of their dealings with Grant, and he's not too popular at the moment. And then yeah, uh, did that my way as well. We're having a nice, amicable conversation, and then he started to just change things and turn into a real tosser. So if, if there's one bloke who deserves to fall on his head and uh, just, just fall over at the wrong time, I would not be uh, disappointed to see him go out in straight sets. If, if you're after the start of the year, I wouldn't have mind grant winning, but, but now, you know what, he can get stuff. <laughs> yeah, look, he, I don't think if you ask him right now, he's, he's pretty much guaranteed money, so I don't think he's too stressed. Obviously, he wants the, the crown and glory, but... If anybody cares about winning 100 bucks or whatever, they're, they're in this league for the wrong reason. It's all about the trophy. The money doesn't matter. We saw that it was last year, the year before, where um, myself, Steve, and Wester, I think it was, put all the cash towards drinks. No, the people who are in the wrong reasons don't care about the cash. It's all about winning, at the end, the main trophy. So, all good and well to finish top, but if you don't actually come out and win the flag, it's all been all for nothing. And you know what? He is a big chance of fucking falling over. So... Uh, when we get to his team, we'll go through it. There's definitely some holes there. And in the end, he didn't score 1,500 and he didn't have three superstars on his bench just waiting to return. So, uh, I'm coming, Grant. I'm coming. Yeah, well, speaking of the teams, we might turn our attention to what we liked so and what we didn't like. So, we'll start with the first cab off the ranking. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. It's James Unagi, 1395, going down to Brian Suckmire Pendlebury's. 1497 in a battle for top four, top eight supremacy. So, Mato gets the chocolates this week. Yeah, Mato scored well. Like, and he, he's, he's in my league, really. So, I've only topped him by a bit over 30. He's uh, 1497. That's a good score. And uh, the big neck getting 134. You've got to take that any day of the week. Luke Ryan getting uh, 141. He's had some, um, well, 142 from Parrish as well. That was, I think, it was his first pick. So, maybe his second. He's had some big scores there. And, uh, Rightly so, all the way through. Like he's had um, Gordon get sixty-eight. Oh, he's kind of a couple of fifties in there as well. So he's had a real mixed bag, and still getting one thousand four hundred ninety-seven is a good effort. Two hundred thirty-six from Laird. Uh, in the end, he's uh, pretty consistent all around. But given the fact he had three blokes in there in the fifties and the sixty, and still scored that, he's um, he's had some blokes really pull their weight. Uh, you, on the other hand, Jimmy, uh, not quite so pretty. Robbie Gray, what is he broken? What, what happened there? Forty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. When he's injured, he scores 30s, and when he was playing well, he was scoring 90s. So I'm like, all right, look, I'm just going to have to roll the dice and hope that I get the 90s, and then he decides to just come out and just play a whole game and score 40, so I don't know. Yeah, that's no good. Matty Rowe, I didn't realise you had him, but he only got 72. Uh, your boy Tom Mitchell, um, I don't know what's going on with him, but 85, did he have much of it? Uh, didn't watch the game too too closely, but I think, yeah, um, West Coast, oh, sorry, Gold Coast has had their own ball, really, um, out of the suffrages. Yeah. Struggled to get the his hands on it with uh, no Ruffman. To be honest, which is skipper, I thought he would have gone more better because of that reason. No rucks for the Hawks. Yeah. So that was probably a, a letdown there. All of 113, he had 90 possessions but doesn't know how to use the field at the moment. So he uh, he should have done more. And then, yeah, Richard's 48. So, yeah, you're the same, actually. You had one, two, three, four, five, six. You had seven tons still, which is a pretty good effort, but your shit was shit. And um, in the end, we'll, we'll going through some of these games, 1395 will win probably three-quarters of the matchup. So you've probably been hurt a little bit by the fixture here, but 
It was, yeah. A few boys, like I said, it Richards and Gray hurt. But Richards, these last three or four games before that, were in the high 90s, so I banked him and put him on the field, and then Maynard scores an 80 on the bench, so a bit of a bummer. Um, but yeah, happy with boys like Doherty, Houston. Brad Hill's been a pretty good pick for me, and then Wits as well. Trelaw and Oliver both scoring well, but yeah, just like I said, not those those deep ones. Like 120 was my top. He had three blokes score higher than 120, so that's where he gets those. Uh, that's where it pushes him to the upper echelon of the 1490s. Yeah, Hill lately's been all right. He's been fine on the bill a fair bit. I don't know whether he's not being tagged or he's just learning to break the tag. But don't know. He's kind yeah, of handy. Kind of handy as a defender forward because now my forwards are actually looking a bit better. He only had two scores under 70, two scores under 78, so he's been pretty good consistently through that year. Yeah, that is pretty healthy. As a, a late pick, considering I think, I think Alex had him as like a second off, or maybe with mum, maybe uh, Braden had him as like a third round pick or something last year or something like that, and he's just fallen for a grace, but he's done well this year. Yeah, no, no complaints there. Parts at 74. He's, uh, oh, obviously, I watched our game. He's there or thereabouts. He's just not getting that much of it at the moment. So I don't know what's going on with him, but you know, like some games where he'll, he'll do what he did for you, and some, like, to be honest, he can actually do anything. You get a 30, you get a 70, or you get a 140. So. Yeah, he's kind of that last, 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 last midfield spot, so just sort of holding on there, just hoping to just get not do too shit. Yeah. Look in the end, you're right, so pressure's on you. Last, uh, last couple of rounds are going to be huge. Is it one or two rounds left? Uh, two rounds left, and I'm versing Kane and Scotty. So big games, but I've got to win them. Yeah, right. Scotty's sitting second, so... Kane's, yeah. Kane's struggling a little bit at the moment, though. So if I get one of those wins, which I need is basically one win secures me in finals. Yeah, yeah, fair call. So, uh, look, to be honest, no one below you is probably going to overtake you anyway. you got Steve, Matt, Keelan, all below you on 16. And, yeah, they couldn't fucking beat their way out of a wet packet bag at the moment, so... Well, they've got to win both <laughs> as well because they're going to... Part, they've, they've, one of them, one win will give them a percentage behind me, but the second win passes me, so they've got to win both games. Uh, yeah, I reckon you'll be right. I, I hope so. If I'm, if I'm not, I'm very, very dirty that I missed out on a spot to one of those blokes. Yeah. All right. What's the next one? Next one we have Kane Angry Midgets 1080 defeated by Nick Eightballs 1385. Oh, wait, 1080. Is that the lowest score of the year? Uh, it's not, I don't think. Um, but definitely didn't help that he had Kellen Ward out injured on uh, 10 as a captain. That makes it tough, and then he lost May as well. May on 15, yeah. He had a little... Yeah. He lost in 50, yeah. It doesn't leave you much room to... Uh, I guess he should be happy he cracked the house, and so we'll give the benefit of the doubt here. He, um, the captain's around probably didn't help him, but you look at his bench, and he's got not much there either. So Hal on his bench, I guess he could come on. Who's he got on? So Hal come on for May this week, so it's not the worst replacement. But, yeah, benefit of the doubt there. We'll see how he goes next week. Young eight balls. Uh, I think you can almost put a fourth in Rusty. I'm, I'm saying you can't win it. He's, uh, his team's not that good. He's got Hewitt and Cripps, which obviously they're all right. They're going to do about what they did this round. But um, he's got Hayes, who's just fucking not a ruckman's asshole. So he's shit. Power Pepper, he could easily get a 20. Uh, Adams is a hamstring away from uh, season over. Sam Ross, to be fair to him, has been good. But I can't say pulling out 127 every week. Scrimshaw, Bond. I guess Bondi can move forward now, although if you don't have any mids to come on, it doesn't really matter. And looking at his bench, he does not. He's played yeah. Coleman. His team's actually... Matty Crouch is rumored to get dropped this week, so that's already going to cause him an issue because he's got no mids on at the moment. So he's... Um, yeah, I just don't think his team's that good. I'm at 385, but uh, I'd be pretty happy to see him finish top four in finals if um, if I was able to play him early on because straight through into a prelim. So... I don't think that'll be an issue for him, though. He'll finish in the bottom, 
love the eight and it could go out first round. So yeah, you're only first. Yeah, he's not looking not looking great. Like he said he's got a few few of big scores, but then just a lot of mediocre stuff to not get him through. And the yeah, crouch, he probably really happy we got him pretty late in the draft. I think it was pick nine or something like that. But he's yeah been dropped a few weeks and now rumored to get dropped again. He's got Graham score one thirty on the bench, but he ain't doing that again. Nat Nui's still out. Taron Thomas Soldo, he's just got not, not, nothing on the bench really at all. So not much coming back. So he's going to be hoping that his blokes all perform. And then yeah, look, look I think Kane struggled a lot, obviously with with Ward going out. It's a pretty bad one. May out as well, just, yeah, no no chance really. And then one, two, three, four, well, still 600, so we're still looking good. Just, just that, that captain injury just absolutely screwed him, which was our first injured captain of the year as well. Yeah, it's a big one too. If they're getting five and then doubles to ten, that uh, cooks your wife. But the fact he got another injury in there as well, he's lucky though. I think the captain rounds coming forward will be pretty decent. So when you've got McRae running around, more often than not, that's going to, I know he got 102, but he's probably going to get 120 plus most weeks. So you're looking at 240 off the bat straight away. So it's a good start. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Although week I'm playing him, I had a look at it. Uh, Ruck captain round, so it'll be Oscar McGinnity versus Jerry Witt. So I've got to hope my boy shines. Yeah, very cool. Wait and see. But the next one we have Scotty 7th Heaven, 1377, defeated Ben at the Tiger King, 1312. So Scotty. Finally getting a win, a scoring above 1,200. So good on you, Scotty. Well done. Yeah, above 1,200. Well done. But he got kissed on the dick, didn't he? Tommy Stewart's not going to get 170. Well, no, he got 180 early on. And now he's got 170. But teams letting him run right like that, just surely he had too much publicity. So I would uh, be shocked if he does that again. You knock off 70, he's down to 1,300 already. And there we go. Not competitive. So, uh, folks, he got 100, but... To be honest, he's in a hole. I don't know what happened to him. His early season form is flying. Maybe he just doesn't like the coach anymore. And when I mean coach, I mean his draft coach. Um, Shuey, he, he won't play every game for Scotty going forward because he's just fucking shit. Yeah, I traded him, I traded him for Rao. That's why he's got him now. Uh, yeah, he'll get injured for sure. I think he's getting 88. Again, doesn't happen. Phillips is rough getting 66. You kind of deserve your rough to go shit if you're only fucking going to play Phillips. So... No, uh, no sympathy there. Um, going across to uh, Benjamin, thirteen hundred. He'd be, uh, he'd be loving that. Thirteen hundred's a massive score for him. That's, that's huge. He would have had a party and be up and about. He'd be, fil- he'd, he'd be filthy about the fixture in there. Absolutely he filthy. Be. He would be. The same as really. He plays the right person. He wins. But uh, look, in the end, it is what it is. You play you're against, and another loss for uh, Benjamin. So, uh, Zachy Mirror, one hundred and thirty. That's a Happy score and Darcy 141, so he's had some good ones. His boy Jordan Dawson, who we skip it. Um, but yeah, he's a lot of what of shit in there. Like Collins 60, Ash 60, Stengel 49, Rewalt, who should never be in anyone's side. He got 70, right 45. Yeah, right 45. So, like, he's clearly got a lot of blokes there who just love to suck a bit of dick. So but that's no surprise that he's been there. Uh, and it's been the story of his year. So uh, by the end of this season, he'll be really good at sucking dick. Like, I'm sure he's not bad at it already, but I reckon he'll have that, the, the whole method fine-tuned and he'll, he'll perfect where you like, touch the shard at the same time as, like, stroking the balls. He'll have it all down to a tee. Um, and, yeah, I reckon he'll use part of the inside of his cheek and just the back of his throat at the same time, really, really making his way around the dick perfectly. So... He's worked hard for that, Benny. Uh, he's worked real hard, but uh, he'll give good gobbies by the end of this year. Uh, who gives a better? Who reckon will be uh, more acquainted to dicks, Ben or Dick Lips? 
well, that's a great called Dick Lips. Is like the way he positions his mouth around the cock. It's it's actually perfect. But, and but Dick Lips as well can actually can like he can have more than one dick in his mouth at a time. Whereas I still think Ben would be like limited to one good solid veiny cock. So <laughs> the difference there is real notable. So I'd have to give it to Dick Lips because like his ability to have multiple cocks would be uh, would be a real selling point. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's very cool. I was probably leaning the same way, so I'm glad we glad we agree. Yeah. In a way, they'll both be really good at handling a dick, so I think that's important. Exactly, that's the important thing. Yeah, and like yeah, you pretty much touched on the uh, the few few shining lights for Ben. He'd be very happy that Darcy went went big. I think every time he scores over 100, he gets up and about in the chat, even though he's hundreds behind. Redden and Libertor are doing pretty well for him as well. A few other guys, but yeah, like I said, there's one, two, three, four. Five, four or five guys that barely score in seventies. It's kind was... of his side too much because, to be honest, he, he's just irrelevant. So yeah. like, we we care about him versus Blitz, and maybe that game can have a bit of bear time. But in terms of this matchup and how Ben went and the players that he had and what they did, it's hard to care. It's just you just got to really focus on how well he's going to handle that dip. Yeah, and uh, yeah. look, interesting for Scotty as well because he's sitting second, but he's getting the wins against teams very, very luckily. So he's lucky to be second where he is, but. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next coming weeks because he's got boys like, like you said, Stewart's not going to do that again. Lobb had his best game against Gorn somehow. Daniel with it and scoring well and broke. But then he's got yeah some very, very rough players scoring there. If he scores another 12, 13, 100 in the next few weeks, he could drop out of top two position, which isn't a massive thing because you don't get home field advantage. He's still realistically yeah. locked in for a top four, you'd think, being that game ahead. He's, but... he's still got Steel on the bench. When's Steel coming back? I'm not too sure about that one. I can check the injury list while we're chatting. I feel like he's still, um, so he's still yeah, well, he's got about three or four weeks away and he should be fine. Yeah, yeah so he might get him into some stage in finals. He's got Hickey who I imagine as soon as he's playing, he'll come on to Phillips. I think he'll, yeah, I think he's, well, he's yeah, even he was like meant to be back not too long ago, but then just kept getting sort of in and out and not too sure. So it's been interesting that he hasn't come back yet. Yeah, so there might be a risk playing Hickey, but he's got Phillips on, so he has to take the risk. Charlie Dixon, I know he only got 60 odd. The weather was rumoured to be shit, so Scotty probably did the right thing by not playing him, but. First week back as well. Yeah, he could probably find a spot for him on. So there's got some areas to improve, but to be honest, if I finish third and Scotty finishes second, I'm, I'm throwing out high fives like they're going out of fashion. Yep, and Steele back in four weeks, so he will be back uh, first, so say last week before finals for him. Last week before finals, yeah. Okay. Yep. So give him a week, a week before finals, and he's back ready, uh, game under his belt, first week of finals. Yeah, fair enough. Well, he probably needs him, so. Handy, in. yeah. Handy inclusion. Uh, another another handy inclusion. We've got uh, Steve. I don't know, I don't know how that's a, a throwaway because it's not. I was, I was lying. Steve last premiership thirteen eighty five defeated Braden Dob Squad eleven seventy three. Uh, I, I love the size of the hole that Braden's has fallen into. Like it's fucking massive and couldn't happen to a nicer piece of shit to be honest. He's uh, he's run his mouth. He's come out multiple times saying who's going to beat him, how good is he, and we're now saying that his team's fucking pathetic. And look, before I even start with his actual fucking who's on the field. Let's go to his bench. He's got Sproul on his bench. <laughs> the Yeah, good question. Great question. And that's probably one for Braids because he's obviously done his homework then and picked the cream of the crop there. <laughs> so um, how he's just uh, settled on having him on his bench has me absolutely stuffed. To be fair, he scored uh, 89 the week before. So I don't know, so if, that's, I don't know if that's the reason to pick him, but he scored 89. <laughs> Didn't he play West Coast the week before? Probably, yeah. Yeah, so he played against the team's fourth or fourth twenty-two. So yeah, well done. That's 
That's some quality coaching right there. Who, who would have thought that there would be a worse waiver pickup than Starsevich? Yeah, valid. We'll, we'll get to my boy Starsevich soon because we got the Guernsey and he tried his best to finish him. But anyway, we'll move on to talk about Braves right now. Yep. Um, what I like about Braves team, Joshua Battle, 46. Uh, <laughs> Lockie Young, 39. The, the truck, which I said he's not fit enough to be Ola's asshole, he got 53, so that stands out. Brody Smith, 55. Newcomb, 64. Uh, the Gov, actually, I think the Gov exceeded the expectations, really, with his 74 <laughs> skipper. So he's, uh, to use that as an excuse, I think it's fucking deplorable, to be honest. Uh, what I don't like about himself, I don't like the, the, the human meatball with 144. That, that was funny, and that won't happen much. So the fact that Braves is irrelevant makes me feel better because the human meatball will eventually not play. So he'll be scattered. It's all good. Wilkie getting 118. Good to see you actually put him on the field after I handed him over. We called it three weeks in a row. He had to play him. He got called out pretty hard last week. Yeah, agreed. So he had to do it. And look, he's repaid the faith there. Uh, Kriash, 105. Not a huge fan of him coming up for Braids. And Zach Butters finding form. So, look, there's a good and the bad with Braids' team. In the end, he got 1,173, which I think is uh, great news for everybody involved. Uh, When we go across to Stephen... Um, the boring one, Tristan Sherry, is that Sherry? Sherry, Sherry yeah, Xerry, whatever you want to say. You can say it however you want. 20, 27. Well, he's he's just uh, got to go on his way. That's all he needs to do because he's uh, taking the back seat. Now, to be fair to him, his face split open, but still, uh, Goldie was leading the way, and uh, that could be a sign of things to come. Um, what else did he have there? Sparrow, 55, so that's an issue. Taylor, 60. He's ten, overall, like he had some mediocre scores, but the big ones like Kelly getting 139, Sinclair 140, which is his highest score this year. I gave him to go in for danger and to go put out 112. Um, Tease getting 114 to skip up, doubling up to 228. So he had some good stuff in there, but in the end, too little, too late for uh, Steve because his season's done. So it doesn't matter what he's got now. He may as well just get trade out. Has he finished his trades? He has not. One of three left to left to do it. Yeah, so he may as well just get that done because no point paying a fine. The season's done, so he may as well leave with a bit of cash. Yeah, definitely. He's mostly get that. He's got to get it done. Um, otherwise, yeah, it's just not worth it. And this is literally wasting a season. But yeah, you've you've hit the nail on the head with most of those for for Steve. Two blokes hitting the one forties is very very handy for him, which is why he gets the thirteen eighty. Uh, and the captain doing very well, and the not like not too many. Even though we bagged out Cherry and uh, and Sparrow, not too many poor scores. So he's getting the good eighties and nineties, which is what you want to see from those ship blokes. So only the three scores under the seventy eight. So he'd definitely be happy with that. But like I said, too little, too late. And Braves, look, yeah, we called it Wilkie. It's about time you played him. Just listen, listen to me. Like clearly, you, you need you need advice. I called it three weeks earlier against Lockie, and just you got to play him. You got to listen to me when I give you these absolute nuggets because just. You would have won easily last week. You would have topped 1,600 last week. So just, just learn. Learn off these mistakes. So this week, I'm going to tell you, play Sprouse. <laughs> Sprouse. To be Sprouse. honest, needs more than advice. He needs a fucking personality. He is just an absolute doorknob. So this couldn't happen to a nicer bloke. And, um, yeah, no, it's, it's great to see him just fucking fall over in any of this. I'd say it's a reality check, but he should already be well aware where he's at. And, to be honest, we've invo- oh, I've invited him to this league. He's uh, he's fell out of place. He's he's banter shit. His ability to draft is really second rate, and his team right now is a good example of where he's at as a bloke. 
And, um, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if he pulls the pin on draft next year because he's just not up to it. Some people have the knack for super coach, some people don't. And Braze is one of those people that in every facet of this league, he's struggling in. So, uh, yeah, job on, Braze. Yeah, look, if he, if he can't be good at the game, like, like to say, like Brian, not very good at the game, but God, he can talk a lot of rubbish, which is what you want. So even though he's not good at the game, you've got the banter. Brad, you're not good at the game when you're not good at the banter. Like you had it week one, and then you've just you've just gone in, you've gone back in your hole, and I don't like it. That's it. He was up and about about winning a flag in April. Like that's what people don't understand. You don't win the flags in April. You've got to peak at the right time. And Braves is not only peaking at the wrong time. He's fucking. He's at the bottom of the well, and he's got nothing to come back. Well, Bailey Smith is going to come back. So yeah, well done. You got one player. When you score 1,100, it doesn't matter who you've got back back in, really. You need Sammy Walsh on your bench. And if you told me he's coming back in, then I'd think you're a chance. But really, you've, uh, you're in a hole. So, fuck off. Definitely. Uh, next one, we had the heartbreak. Brian, the Raging Bull, 12.40, defeated by Keelan, the Lone Wolf, 12.69. So a 29-point difference there. And if you ask Bryzer, Weedering was the reason. But, Bryzer, the reason was because you played Weedering. Well, the, the good news is we're not asking Bryder. So we're asking myself and we're asking you. And, and their opinion is that Weedering had nothing to do with it. So you chose to play Weedering. You chose to not play Charlie Lacuna enough last week. You chose to leave Noble on your bench. You chose to leave Baker on your bench. You actually deserve to lose. So, and Aaliyah yeah, on the bench. He had three options better than Weedering. Yeah, but in the end, it's just bad coaching. You chose the one player who... Wasn't up to it. So you can sit here and say, oh, he got an injury, but he might not have touched the ball for the rest of the game. We don't know that. Whereas you've got these other blokes who did. So in the end, Riser, it's just uh, a good sign of where you're at. You just, uh, you and Ben next next game, oh my God, let's get up and about because that's where it's at. But you've got some issues first. Obviously, Weedering won't be playing. So there's one gone. But as we've just discussed, you've got a whole bench full of defenders to come on. So um, who else? Darcy Ford, 57. He could probably have a spell. Uh, Ross, 48. I'm not sure why you've got him on your field. Yeah, except from day one, I was talking to Braves about Rioli when he was trying to fucking suck him off. Rioli's just fucking shit. And if you're going to play him, you deserve the 60 you're going to get. Goldie, as we said, he was the main man. So he led the way for North. Um, And he was the number one man. If he keeps doing that, then he's going to be good. So... uh, Guthrie as well. Obviously, uh, that trade's starting to turn around a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone else could pick Mitchell going as backwards as he is, but in the end, it doesn't matter because uh, there's too many shit cunts there for Bryzer to matter. Uh, go across to the Keelan team. Callum Mills, 178, that's pretty good. Dale, 111. Anderson, there we go. And it helps when you have that, when you've got Greenwood and Farrell getting 40s. Powell as well. Powell, Duggan 50s. He's got a lot of rubbish. Yeah, well, I didn't deserve to win, but it helps when you fix it the right way. So, Keelan will be happy. He's uh, He's got it done. The banter is okay. Bryce is broken. That's all there is to it. So, mm. Yeah, definitely. Look, took me a lot. 218 is pretty handy. Yeah, Anderson, pretty much the big difference there for him. <laughs> Dalen Mills did good for him, but there's not much else to really talk about Keelan's side that was good, which is not ideal for him. But like I said, he's just making up the numbers. And Bryzer, look, we've, yeah, we've talked about the three or four good shining lights he had, but even Pendle, Pendle 62, Heppel 73, Norton 77. He's had a lot of a lot of really sub subpar scores. So when you've got those boys that are meant to be your, your cream, scoring poorly, that's why you're going to score 1,200s. Let's uh, look, forget Keel in a second. It doesn't matter. Tell me now, who's finishing last? Is it Bryzer or is it Ben? 
Big question. I'm not... I haven't looked too deep into it because that was the plan the week before, waiting to see. But knowing... I'm just going to put it out there. Knowing... Oh, we can talk about it. My idea might change. But knowing that the week of that week, I'm pretty sure that's the ruck round. So you're going to be going up Goldie versus uh, Darcy. So that's the big one. And it'll probably be who's playing, who they're playing. Because if it's okay. if Big Darcy gets up and about, Ben's in a, in a good spot. That's my... Uh, so I reckon yeah, it's probably Ben's because Darcy should go bigger. And who knows what happens with Goldie and, and Cherry if he plays. So that could be the, the, the shining, the, the difference. Yeah, Darcy's a big game. I didn't realise it was a ruck round. So yeah, that could, uh, that could be the difference there. But my God. Won't actually see these two boys come to life a little bit that round. Oh, if, if Darcy goes big, Ben will go <laughs> big. And just having a quick look here, so we've got Goldstein is versing North. So depending on who they're playing, he could be playing against bloody nobodies. And Fremantle is versing Carlton. So up against most likely nobody either. So it could oh, be. You think Goldstein's versing North? Sorry, Goldstein's versing Adelaide. My mistake. Ah, right. So oh, well, depending if actually, Rob ends up playing or not. Ryan, it was actually a right. Like, Obviously, Geelong don't have really any ruckman, but he was uh, he moved around the ground very well, uh, and he's, he's he's a big boy. So I know he got dropped. Um, that's actually not a bad matchup. So and probably Benny's to lose. And then Carlton versus the Dockers. So yeah, probably going what Deconing and Singh or whatever his name is Silvani. And look, I'm guessing Pitnett's not back. And even if Pitnett's back, it's not good anyway. So probably Ben's in the in the box seat. I'm going to put it out there. Yeah, fair call. Yep. And another bloke is in the box seat. It's Grant Wrecking Ball, 1465, defeated Matt Mongolian Beef, 1299. The so choker. That's what Grant's going to be, the choker. So he's winning all these home and away games to buckle it all in finals. That's what's going to happen. Um, Lipinski, 79, Moore, 62, Lowe, 42. It's good to see some of his blokes are going shit that he relies upon. Um, he's Obviously, Brandon Ellis, 122. Tell me that's going to happen fucking again. Um, Kelly's skipper. Kelly's actually come pretty good lately, so uh, he would have been happy with that. Hawkins, 81. Akers, 80. A lot of 80s in there. A lot of um, okay scores. But look in the end, 1460. It's going to win you more games than you lose, just due to the nature of the beast. Uh, and Matty, uh, 30-under, really. 1299. It's not good enough, is it? Um, say, but when I want to say it's not good enough. He would have beat half the people in this league again, so... Um, Perryman and Skipper probably wasn't what he wanted. Uh, Barry, 127, was a good score. Gorn, Hine, McGrath, all turning up. But his shit was shit. Fisher, 51. Like, why has he got in mind? He saw me having the start. What's he doing? Zorko, 37. Dodie, 66. Uh, Caldwell, Darcy Burns. So he had some real fucking issues in there. But, yeah, uh, Matty's in the same boat. He's just... He's lost all interest. He's, he's Debbie Downer. He's all depressed. So we try and talk to him in the chat. He wouldn't even know he's there. Marto asked him last week to put a question on. It was just a blunt no. He's, um, he just walks around continuously hitting himself in the dick, I think. He's just fucking not with it anymore. And so, I uh, look, if I was travelling as well as he is, then probably I'd be the same. So, yeah. What's your thoughts? Yeah, he was, he was one I, I identified when I heard, you know, Sikoski was out for a week being suspended. Walker was out with COVID. Taranto was out. I'm like, all right, here's a chance to me to maybe try and get a, one of his forwards off him because he's going to need someone to play. Uh, didn't want to borrow, but he's like, no, nah, I'm just going to dive in my sword, basically, which is fair enough. I, I like that because Bryles was trying to trade everything for everybody. So it's good that he's just like, ah, you know what? I'm just going to just going to be a cunt and not trade anything. So he's really just... To be fair, my tactics haven't worked. Exactly. Although, to be fair, he was playing <laughs> Grant. So he, no matter what he did, he was probably in trouble. But yeah, yeah. So that's, that's why he's got that rubbish Fisher on the 251 because he had no one else. Literally, he literally went to the 
the waivers just to find anybody. You know, he's got Sam Reed, yeah. Hogan, Fisher playing his forward line. Not good. Zorko's yeah. 37. Actually, looking at that, he's got Terence and Walker. Clark will come back in. He's a good game to be felt. So he's got, as we asked him, he was suspended. So he'll get nearly a full bench back. Yeah, but to like I said, too little, too late. When you've got blokes like Zorko going 37, he's probably his primo, yeah. not scoring well. So yeah. that's uh, royally stuffed him. And then, yeah, Grant's pretty happy when Hickey's out because Laddams goes big, so he'll be right back with that. And then he's number one ruck when Proust goes out, so he goes, oh, I'll plug in Flynn for an 85. Why not? Just put a backup ruckman in. <laughs> Sicily just going bigger and bigger, 147. Should have captained him. He was tossing up him and Kelly, and Sicily would have given him the extra fair and fair, fair, few, few points, but would have probably just tipped, not quite tipped him the 1500 anyways. But no, nah, there's a few guys that, like I said, were down, but he's when he's up, when his big guys are up, he's up. Yeah, he just needs a bench lock more to come back, and then he, uh, he might have been competitive, but playing for second place, young Grant. I don't know. Bruce isn't bad. He's going to probably average 110. Hearn's not too bad sometimes. Jamie Elliott. He's just... He played, he played VFL on the weekend. So it wasn't oh, even yeah. fucking... Oh, yeah. Hearn's rubbish then. And uh, Jamie Elliott back in there as a forward-line option. Not too bad. Alrighty. And last, but certainly not least, we've got Shane Jayhorn france win 13-57, getting defeated by Lachlan of the Big Fish, 15-31. So a decent score by Shane, considering. Probably would have beaten about five or six people in the league, but <laughs> just uh, not quite good enough, as we say. Shane can't take a trick, to be honest. Um, and look, yeah, he caught it himself. Ollie Wise pulled out 400. He might have been within it. So he's, uh, he's been hurt by the fixture here. And um, look, we'll, st- we'll start with Shane. Yeah, Riley O'Brien, yeah, 175. I was watching our game and he uh, did what he wanted. He was um, yeah, winning hit outs, taking the steps. I don't know how many positives he had. He had a massive game. So 170 is a good score. Uh, 122 from Chero, and he was like 100 and a half times, so he actually stopped up. Memory getting like 100, which I think him or King were one of them was always going to go nuts. So uh, just because the, they're playing north, so they're likely to get on the end of it. Ollie Wines getting 112 as a skipper, obviously doubling at 224. Overall, well, he had some shit there. Let's not be been around him. Barry Lever, Bowie, uh, King. He had some blokes in there who mediocre scores, so yeah. he, um, yeah glossed over it a little bit, but look, when you come up against what he came up against, you can't blame him. So, uh, I, I, obviously, I've got a, a huge bench at the moment. Lots of talent to return after the buy, so I have to rate the waivers. Starkovich came on. He only got 49 for me, so uh, he's already been dumped because you don't score 49 and keep your spot. I thought that was fucking putrid. Wood, same deal. He came in, 57. Wasn't happy with that. Uh, and Burton, 69. Look, in the end, I've got Hall and Whitfield to come back, so I've got some tough decisions to make then. But you look at who I got. Lockie Neal, 164. Timmy English, first game back, 160. Sammy Walsh, just fucking, my God. I'm whacking my dick out right now because 123. He's just, he's doing it easy. He's not even trying. He's just out there racking up possessions like they're going out of fashion. Then my boy McDonald, I give him the skipper at 264. Oh, come on, if that's not asking someone just to lift for you. He took the kick outs, he won the hard ball, he intercepts, he's just a weapon. So, And this is the McDonald I wanted. This is the reason I went after him with, uh, with Kane, and he's, uh, he's returned the faith. He's a weapon. So I've got a bit lucky because I didn't have too many options in terms of blokes in the, in the lower eight. Uh, my options are limited, but McDonald was a lock, and... Uh, for him to pull out, that was just huge. I had a heap of 90s, um, close, Ainsworth, Gresham, Marshall, Jones, all 90s. So Jones, I've been waiting for uh, that game. The first two, I thought he was getting enough of it. He just wasn't using it well. And he's finally getting his touch back. So 
Um, Jones to be my fifth midfielder, but I've got Danger to come back in Kennedy. It's just uh, uh, my, the world is my oyster, Jimmy. I'm 15.30 now with these players to come back in. I've got some big decisions to make about who to play and who to rest, but I'm thinking someone needs to probably get 600 to beat me in the final. Yeah, look, you've, 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 you've talked talked a big talk, but you've got a 160 and a 160 and a 120 and then no one else over 100. So, look, you've, you've gone big with the big scores, but you've got not enough 100 pluses to really... So you've got to hurry, like, you know, obviously other weeks are different, but one of those guys doesn't go big and all of a sudden you're only looking at 200s and it's, or 300s. It's not, not quite good enough, but when they're going 160 plus, well, fucking no, you take it every day of the week. The thing is, Jim, I've got superstars. I don't just have fucking peasants. They're like Lockie Neal, Sam Walsh. They're superstars. They're blokes who you shouldn't have both of them in the same team. Yeah, I didn't danger field to come back on, and who knows what he could deliver. But after his little preseason, coming back on, he's playing predominantly midfield, which I've been surprised about. So I've got some blokes in there who can go big. And yeah, a lot of a lot of nineties. But if I'm getting fifteen thirty with only four blokes getting a hundred. That's a, that's a good sign. That's that's a sign of a well-balanced team. So I'm pretty happy where I'm at, Jim. Yeah, fair. Look, just, just cast me eyes over Dangerfield. Uh, he's gone a, one score over 100 the whole year, and that was happened to be round one when he played me. So clearly, if you're playing me in finals, play Dangerfield, <laughs> and he's going to score well. You're spot on there. But he's um, yeah, then carrying the staff. So the hope is when he uh, returns back, he's back to his beast. I'm pretty sure I looked at the fixture before I accepted the trade for Steve, and I was pretty happy with Hitch Long had in my in those games coming up. So, look, hopefully it, uh, it works out. Danger field either way. If I, when I win the player, it would be wrong if I didn't have danger in my team. So, he has to come along for the ride. I had to make it happen. And I um, I think his ceiling's better than Dugowie's at the moment. Uh, Dugowie was getting a lot of uh, 70 to 90 scores, whereas Danger, I think, can still return that on a bad day, but he has the potential to get a 160. So, um, yeah, I've taken a risk there because blokes whose ceiling are massive, uh, what will win your finals? So you get a couple of blokes who go above and beyond, and that's what can uh, be the difference. And I think I've got a fair few of them. So hopefully it matters. Yeah, wait and see. And yeah, like I said, look, we won't talk about Shane's too much about his bench because he's not, not going to really affect him coming through finals. But Tom Lynch, Salem, and Harms out, he'd be very unhappy about that. So they'll be back for him to at least uh, get some respect back after the after the buyers. But the the one I want to talk about, Tom Green versus Sam Walsh. Obviously, he put it out there after the pod saying. Uh, he'll score more total points and then basically in one game Sam Walsh has almost made up the difference <laughs> I so, did say that to Shane that Walsh is probably catching this week but um, yeah I'm pretty happy with that bet I think uh, Shane was on the uh, couch with a few too many red wines and uh, it finally hit him and the fact that he thinks that uh, Green can have only one extra game and being Walsh is ridiculous he needs more than one he needs Walsh to get injured now that's please. all there is to it if Walsh plays a full season then and I'm home, to be honest, if Walsh plays half a dozen more games, I'm home. So, um, I, I'll let you know what I drink, um, Shane. You know I'm a bourbon drinker, but I'll, uh, I don't know whether I'll go Jacks or whether we try and get like a, a nice fancy six-pack. Can you, can you get the double Jacks in six-packs? I don't know. I'll have to really look at that at the time. But um, I'll make it count. And uh, look, I, I won't leave you hanging, mate. I'd be, it'd be wrong if you didn't have at least one or two of the cans with me. So... You can pay for the drinks, but uh, we'll consume them together and talk about how good Walsh is. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, I'd be very happy about that. At least, look, at least, at least it's not a uh, some other sort of ship team like a free Richmond player or something like that. Although it's Carlton, so no, I, don't we, really, I don't really like. We won't run out of things to say. It'll be a never-ending conversation because <laughs> I'm happy to run through each study. Yes, yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of them. Not, what are you just going to that game? Was was it high? 
Walsh at the end of the game? Uh, I could 100% see it going either way. I'm, I think it was borderline. If they'd paid it, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have, I would have understood. I'm glad they didn't, but I would have understood if they paid it, looking at it. It was a, it was a, it was a brush, which they can pay, but I'm glad they didn't because I feel like it probably was not enough. But at the same time, you touch someone, you get it. You're lucky because Walsh doesn't miss. He's a star. We've been through this, Jimmy. If he had that free kick, it was all over. That would have been, been, been another 30 points. We would have scored 170. Oh, imagine that. That would have been, that would have been up and about there. But I would have three points over 160 then. Oh, that's just unheard of. Yeah, so no, I, I, what do you reckon? Do you reckon it was a, it was a free or not? Uh, yeah, I do actually. I think uh, that's not, not, not with my Sam Walsh hat on, but I, um, I think he didn't deliberately go low enough. Like, you get some blokes who drop the knees. I don't think there's enough of that in it, and he got him over the shoulder. So, uh, yeah, I can understand that it wasn't paid, but I think it should have been paid. Yeah, as opposed to the other one on the Friday night where it definitely was, definitely shouldn't have been paid. Uh, which was the Sydney-Richmond game? Yeah, it was never a, it was never a 50. No, no, I think that was the right decision as well. And you get the, the Richmond fanatics out there with the one eye watching the game. But in the end, Warner thought the game was finished. He's kicked it away. He couldn't hear anything. The umpire's paid it free. It is what it is, but it wasn't during the game. If there was still 10 seconds less than he'd done it, then he's kicked the ball away to be annoying. But he's kicked the ball away in celebration because he thinks he's won. So 100%. definitely no free there. Common sense prevailed. Everyone was a winner. And look, the fact that Carlton lost the game isn't a bad thing. Um, so it probably helps other teams' cases a little bit. They were flying, so... Yeah, wins all round. Yeah. Alrighty. With that out of the way, we now turn our attention to everyone's favourite uh, question segment. So the first ones come from Grant. Are you disappointed Braden isn't co-hosting the pod with you tonight after a massive 11.73 points this week? I couldn't have been happier to see that piece of shit score 11.73, to be honest. So uh, I don't reckon I'll get a better question tonight. And that's that's... Despite the fact that Keith Grant, but yeah, now Braids needed the uh, a good slapping, and, and that he got. And yeah, I made it clear earlier. He's just a bit out of his depth, Braids. He's he's joined the group, and he, he's trying his best to fit in. And he doesn't doesn't show up to the social functions, so that's already a bad start. And then he just tries to chime in, thinking that what he has to say is funny, and he just doesn't get it. He he doesn't get it, and he uh, he blames a lot. He, he thinks he's working heaps. He thinks that his life's busy. But in the end, like priority is super coach and priority is your draft team and priority is your banter. And if all three of them are shit, all two of them, whatever the fuck it is, either way, it makes you shit. So um, as, as a person, a bloke, a human, an individual, you're fucking struggling, brains. And uh, your super coach scores are just reflecting that. So take a good look at yourself in the mirror, mate. Um, hit yourself a couple of times in the mirror. Really just fucking lay in because... Uh, you deserve it, mate. You deserve it, and uh, you know I'm pretty happy to see Brad's where is that. Yep, and uh, look, a follow up to that one, which we can we can dabble on this one if you want, or we can we can wait till the end. Should Braden be worst coach of the week this week after a disgusting behaviour towards James on last week's pod? That's a good question, but yeah, I need time to reflect on the worst coach of the week and to hear my options. So that's fair. I'd like to, uh, yeah, let's just wait that one out so we can really assess that when the time comes. Yeah, that was my thought too. And the last one from Grant. Is Sicily possibly the pick of the draft as I drafted him in round five and he is sitting at the best defender and overall at sixth? No. No, and, and, he, and he knows that because the pick of the draft is Sam Walsh. So, no, Sicily, yeah, why not? Sicily's got a few scores and uh, it helps when you're uh, playing for Hawthorne, the ball's always down there, but Sam Walsh is the best pick in the draft this year, fact. So, 
there's not much you can say is going to change my mind on that one. Sicily's just not fit to be Sam Walsh's arsehole. I don't even fucking forget it. All right, fair enough. We now go to some questions from Shane. First one is, what will happen first? Blizz winning our draft comp or America making an amendment to their gun laws? <laughs> I don't think fucking either are going to happen, to be honest. Blitz will never win the draft comp, so that's fact. Um, but I can't see the Americans changing much either, really. They're, they're probably likely to go the other way and give everybody two guns rather than... <laughs> that's their, that's their answer to most things. Buy more guns. Yeah. Yeah, so... Look, Shane, that's a double-edged sword, mate. I don't think either of them possible. There you go. Fair call. Look, yeah, Blizzard's probably his best chance was last year, and he didn't even make finals. So that's just going to show how good he's how good he's going. Yeah, that's fair call. I don't have much to say on that one. Blitz is fucking backwards. So, next question. Yeah. Excluding Grant, which coach in our league has surprised you the most this season, whether it be surprisingly good or surprisingly shit? Um, surprisingly good or surprisingly shit. I would say. I'm surprised that actually, no, to be honest, not much has surprised me, Grant. Everyone, to you maybe. I know you're saying except Grant, which isn't really fair because I wouldn't have picked you to be as good as you are. This is a question from Shane, sorry. Not Grant. Oh, so you're saying, so it's from Shane, but I can't include Grant. You can include Grant's exceeding expectations. Well, he's obviously exceeding expectations, yeah. You can can say Grant. I look at the bottom eight and I expect them all to be shit. So, like, Ben, Brian, Shane, Keelan, Matt, Steve. If you told me they were all not going to make finals, I would have thought that's possible. So I'm not really shocked there. Um, thanks, Scotty, finishing seconds. Um, has anyone a flag before, Scotty? He won last year. Won last year. So I guess that's no surprise he's up there. Yeah, well, the top, uh, the top eight makes sense, I think, if you're looking at it. Kane's probably the one in there you could probably see drop out, but he's also been around the mark in that sort of bottom half of the eight most years. Yeah, the eight's really, it's probably about right, to be honest. It's If I was to talk pre-season about where people are at, just on um, skill-wise and how their super coaching ability is and their drafting ability and personalities, it's um, it's pretty fucking close. So, yeah, it's a tough question, Shane, because honestly, mate, not much has really surprised me outside of Grant uh, winning as many as the others. We should have asked this question last year when Matt was top and Ben was second. That would have been... <laughs> Very yeah. easy to say who was exceeding expectations. That would have been simple answer. Yeah. Simple. But now, now everything's normal. Status quo. It's, uh, it all makes sense. Yeah. And you've already uh, already alluded to this one anyway. I'll ask the question. Congrats to Grant for finishing on top, but is he going to choke in finals? 100%. Yeah, he's the Pope Catholic. Yes, he is going to choke because he's just not up to it. We went through his team before. It's not consistent enough. Uh, I, I don't think he's got the, the match winners in there. He just doesn't have the players that some of us do with... Uh, Multiple players that I've got that can go big, whereas he's only got, yeah, not many. So I just don't think he's got the team that's going to win it. So get a lot of a bear out winning top and forcing that you win 100 bucks. And if that's what gets you off, then enjoy your retirement, mate, because you've got a long way to go. But it's all about getting your name on that trophy. Uh, if your name's not on the trophy, then it doesn't matter. But if my name goes on that trophy for the third time, my God, three times, Jim, I could win this. Um, there's people here who struggle to make finals and I'm potentially going to be a third. It's a joke. Uh, and look, maybe we need to look at it next year. If I win three, whether I need a handicap or whether I um, just need to be told to sit out, I don't know what it is, but somehow we're going to level this thing out because I can't just keep winning. <laughs> Something's got to give. Something's got to give. Um, and the competition isn't won. So, look, and maybe it's not me. Maybe it's everybody else not being good enough. We've got to look at that option as well. Maybe I'm just not that good, but everyone else is fucking worse. 
Um, there's there's got to be ways about it. Um, yeah, if I well, when I win a third one, I really can't see how it doesn't happen now. Well, um, yeah, we'll probably need to sit down and talk about how we can even this comp out because uh, right now it's it's probably not fair. It's uh, yeah, it's at the stage now where uh, yeah, I can just roll in and um, play blokes like Starkovich and, and get the job done, and we don't need that. All right, we need a good level comp, and right now we probably don't have that. No, that's definitely not not good enough at all, and I don't appreciate it either. <laughs> well, look, we'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let the commissioner and we'll sit, we'll sit down and have a bit of a think of what we can do. Maybe it's like a re- reverse snake lab brawl or something, so you get the last pick every single round. Yeah, well, that sounds good. Good for you, not good for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, you'd still get Sam Walsh, though, so you'd, you'd be happy. I'll always be happy when I get Sam Walsh. You watch how early he goes next year after this. Oh, he, he was probably a top five pick until he got injured and everyone just got really, really scared. Otherwise, I think he would have been top top. He would have been, he was first round pick regardless. I think if he didn't get injured. Yeah, hopefully I get pick one so I can take him again. I've never had pick one. I'm due. Would you Would you take Sam Walsh pick one? Or yeah, you know in? what? In all honesty, it'd be a massive chance. Or Lockie um, Neal. Yeah, quality players. Obviously, you look at yeah Lockie Neal, Walsh, McRae. It's the blokes there that you just have to like. You probably. Look at some of the blokes this year. Like pick one went to Grundy. Now, if you're going to take Grundy pick one, you probably don't deserve to make the eight when you got blokes like Walsh and Neil running around. So, um, yeah, would I take Walsh? Honestly, it'd be a massive show. There we go. Well, I guess if he keeps going the way he's going, he's one forties, and he's definitely he's moving his way up the uh, up the board. However, if I pick two, um, yeah, hopefully whoever has pick one thinks Walsh is shit. Take Neil. <laughs> <laughs> make your make your life easier. Make your decision easier. Exactly. Yeah, alrighty. And the last one from Shane, he goes, I imagine that Blizz is relieved to have the next three weeks off with the buyers. Now he can focus on his classic side and horse racing. What are you going to do with the three weeks off, Coach of the Week? Um, all right, with the three weeks off. Uh, not much. Probably not looking to coach too much, to be honest. Uh, my classic's in the fucking mess, so that can get stuffed. Um, yeah, just enjoy uh, a bit of no draft time and just really... Embrace the period I have before I'm a three-time winner. Um, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself and, and start celebrating early. So I prefer just to relax now and really wait till the time comes. So uh, for me, I'll just take the time to recoup and uh, yeah, get a few things done around the house. And then, yeah, when the time comes to get back into it, start to uh, plan the path to glory. Very nice. All right, now we go to our audio clips. We've got a few from Keelan. We've got one, two, five from Keelan. So we've got a few questions here. Hi Jim, back to the voice messages this week. Uh, my team is still fucking shit, but not as shit as uh, Dick Lips, so that's good. Uh, first question uh, for the coach: TK very flat in his most recent uh, React video, um, but why does he still have Menegola? I don't think he's played a game this year and still sits on his bench when his team is shit. Uh, well, great question, and uh, personally love the reference Dick Lips. Um, it uh, makes uh, knowing what you're talking about really clear. Uh, if you if you said a name, I could have gone which Brian. But now that you said Dick Lips, I know exactly who it is. So appreciate that. Um, ben, what is your mega goal on? Good question. I don't know. Um, but I really don't know a lot about Ben's team, to be honest, and what he's done. So the fact that he's got mega goal up, funnily enough, probably isn't his biggest issue. Like he's. He's, uh, he's got bloody Collins on his field and Aish and fucking Stengel. So he's, um, yeah, the fact that he's carrying around injured blokes doesn't really shock me. So um, 
I actually don't know what he's doing. He probably should have tried to offload him early to someone else who's willing to take the risk, particularly when he's sitting outside the eight and could use blokes who can actually get on the field. So, uh, I mean, the first of many mistakes have been made this year, I think, Killen. Yeah, definitely up there. Look, I obviously addressed it a week or two ago, and just, yeah, I get why he's holding on to him this thing. He's held on this long. He can't hold on. He can't get rid of him for no reason. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know, should he even been picked in the first place? Yeah, no, well, he should have tried to trade him. Like, to be fair, Mandagola probably, like, there's not even talking about him returning at the moment. So he should have tried to trade him out for anything. Like, if he tried to say, oh, here's Mandagola and get a bloke averaging 80, well, that's already probably more than three-quarter of Ben's side. So he probably should have tried to, to spin him off because, um, yeah, if he finishes last, it's not just going to all because of bad luck. It's going to be bad coaching. Yeah, definitely. And the next one from Keelan. Second question for the coach. Uh, have we found out who the mole is last week that threw the TK under the bus about the fine? I, I, I'm still... He gave 24 hours notice. We've heard nothing since. I want to know who the mole is. Um, please explain. Thank you. That's a great question. And uh, I'll first let a bit flat that that question didn't reference Dick Clips at all, but I can move on. Uh, Ben's 24-hour uh, deadline was an interesting one, and uh, I'll call that one out because there's a 24-hour deadline with no threat attached. I give you 24 hours to tell me who you are so you can give me half the money or nothing. <laughs> it, was, it was a real bold tactic, and uh, as we saw, it uh, didn't work, but... Look, I, I don't know who the mole is. The only person who would know, Jimmy, is yourself. It is. And I will uh, I will hold that close to my chest until he decides if he wants to come out, more than happy. But uh, if he's happy, if he wants to remain anonymous, then that's, that's what I'm going to I'll keep my sources close to my chest because if I out one of my uh, sources, all of a sudden they're not going to come to me next time. Yeah, and no, I respect that as well. But like... Whoever outed him, like, surely they would find the humour in saying, it was me. I'm the reason. I, if I was the reason Ben's paying 30 bucks, mate, you, you're probably seeing me nude on this Zoom right now because <laughs> I'm so up and about. Um, but, yeah, the fact that this person wants to stay quiet really uh, really makes me question them. So, uh, whoever you are, Mole, step out. Tell us who you are. Feel free to do yourself a little clip, a little react, a little, little story about how you came about to... Uh, to dob Ben in, and uh, yeah, we'll all appreciate it. And the the boys are going around you. You've uh, you've added to the kitty, so there'll be no bad words said. So come out. Who is the mole? Definitely. Look, it also could be he may not have seen his react video because you know he might not be watching it. So that could be the reason he hasn't come out. So if he does want to come out, I've got the forum for it. Don't even worry about that. Get him on for an in-depth. We've got the we've got the three weeks of bars. We can get him on for an in-depth interview. A play by play. Is that, a, is, is that a clue, Jimmy? Should I read into that? Somebody who doesn't see the video. There's only a certain amount of people who couldn't see the video for various reasons. Oh, maybe that's maybe that's why he didn't. Maybe he thought he was. He didn't even know. I don't know. I'm just. I don't know. I have no, I have, I have no idea who watches Ben's videos. Fair enough. They're they're great viewing at the moment. They're good because it's yeah. Well, I just like to look at him to make sure he's actually still fucking alive. Because he's, uh, yeah, he's yeah. full sad and enough. Next question from Keelan. Uh, Blitz, sorry, I mean, Dick Lips said I was shit. And this is a direct quote from Dick Lips. I might even have to drop a player to give you a chance this week. Um, can you please explain why Dick's, Dick Lips is the runt of his family? Uh, firstly, Keelan, I really appreciate the... Uh, the the use and uh, the wording of Dick Lips. 
I think that is important and it really helps put that message together. Uh, why is he the runt of the family? Is that the question in the end there? I think so. I, was just, yeah, he's just, I think he was more, it sounded more of a statement, but I think he, he was just, yeah, why? Yeah, well, he, he doesn't really have much competition, to be fair. And look, if we're just talking about the uh, him and Ben, then it's, it is a two-horse race and you wouldn't know who to put your money on. So, um, look, the, the main thing I took out of that question was the constant referral to the, uh, his name being Dick Lips, and I appreciated that. Um, I can't really t- add to who the runs of the family is. I guess we'll find out in three weeks' time. You could say it probably is is Blake because he was kicked out of this league, but at the same time, don't know if he can really... If he's not he's not in the league now, does it, does it, still, does it still count? Yeah, it's true. But then Blake doesn't have a nickname like Dick Lips. Exactly so, right. Uh, it's, it's hard because I, I still call Blake Blake, but yeah. uh, we, we know Blitz's name is Dick Lips. So it's, it's really hard to separate the two when you look at it like that. Um, you look at someone and say, you're, you're Dick Lips then like you're obviously below someone else whose name is Blake. So yeah, really tough one, really tough answer there. Um, I think we have to just put it down to the matchup and whoever wins is, uh, yeah. Definitely. I reckon uh, we'll, time will tell in a few weeks. That's it. And the second last one from Kiels. Fourth question for the coach. Uh, can I get the coach's thoughts on Dick Lips losing to all three stories? And does that make Dick Lips the story's bitch? I cut out a little bit there, but I'm assuming the question was about Dick Lips and uh, losing to all three stories. Exactly, yeah. So, yes. So, because Dick Lips has now lost to all three stories, does that make him the story's bitch? Well, it does, yeah. He's, um... The worst bit is he's coming out between... I don't know about Matty, but definitely for me, killing him. Made a big song and dance about how he was going to not only be competitive, but, um, but beat us. For me, he was broken by quarter time in game one. Uh, and then for Keelan, he never really gave a yelp. So, um, yeah, I don't really know what to make of it. Uh, he's he's definitely below us. He's uh, definitely not fit enough to... Uh, like, if we were on a bus, I'd demand he doesn't sit next to me. Um, if he was to have a, um, a birthday celebrations at a pub, I would recommend him walking your fish rather than attending the pub. He's, um, <laughs> he's just... Yeah... He's that far below us that uh, I don't know. I'm still actually a little bit hurt that he didn't buy me a drink when he didn't. Like we played golf at uh, Tatuan, a group of his gym. I don't know if you're aware. Yeah. And Bryzer off the uh, off the tee, he tried to hit it and didn't actually clear the ladies' tee. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I, know, I don't know if you actually knew about this, but yeah, he, he... tried to hit it and it went uh, better. Better meter, Jimmy. And the ladies' tee was only two meters away, <laughs> and he didn't actually clear it. So he bought you a drink, uh, surely. Yeah, well, generally coffee. when that happens, what, what you're meant to do is you buy everybody in your group, there's only fucking three of us, Jim, buy us all a drink. And that's just really just to say, I've embarrassed myself here. Have a drink to uh, embrace me embarrassing myself. Um, but he didn't do it. And then uh, to make it worse, like the, the very next hole off the tee, then uh, skewed straight right into the uh, the pond that was there. And he then tried to take his bat and ball and go home, Jim. So... <laughs> Not only did not buy me a drink, it was two holes in after wanting to bond with me and kill him and he wanted to pull the pin. So um, you don't you don't get to witness that much, Jimmy. You don't get to witness that. Most most blokes can clear the ladies' team, but Ryzer is uh, a man of his own. So um, lucky he doesn't play golf every week. That's all I can say. Because if he played golf every week, say he had like a um, membership at Warrigal or something, I'd be really worried. But yeah, no, he obviously doesn't. So all good. Yeah, he's lucky. That would have been a, that'd be a big waste of money if he had a, a golf membership. Wow, at least I know he's spending his money on something. I'm not sure if he's not on drinks that he should be buying. Yeah, very true. 
And the last one from Keels. And can I, just finally, can I get the coach's thoughts on people trying to make themselves feel better, saying, oh, you know, I would have beaten 10 other coaches, when they were the second highest score in their match, which is out of two. It's a fucking disgrace. Uh, look, that's a great call. But first, I'm going to stop you there, Kills. I'm a bit flat you didn't refer to Dick Lips in that uh, voice clip, so I'll, I'll move on. Um, yeah, you've got the right. You can only beat who you fixtures again. So if blokes aren't going to beat who they're going to beat, then that's it. I don't give a fuck if you score 11.73 in day a week. It doesn't matter. You don't win. So um, I don't know who else there is. I guess there's some blokes who scored well, but uh, the win or they didn't win. In the end, you get four points or you don't. You don't look at other AFL games and you go, oh, we scored 100 this week, so we would have beaten fucking everyone else. The other team scores 108, you lose. So, same scenario here. You either win or you don't. So, no, well put. Um, please refer to to clips more in your voice clips so that I can uh, focus more on the question. Thank you. Yeah, fair. All right. We now turn our attention to questions from Mardo. Jimbo, loving your work. Thanks for having me on last week uh, to help host the pod and um, just a huge fan of what you're doing and can only assume you have uh, an awesome Coach of the Week on. With that being said, uh, question for the coach. What were his thoughts on the discussion surrounding the uh, relegation league? Um, yeah, I'm a bit torn on this one. I, I obviously heard what you guys said last week. I'm just not sure how it would work. I think if we had um, two leagues, people would lose interest. I think if we did it in Supercoach, that you would still have two ladders. So um, even though one we look at wouldn't matter, everyone would still look at it. And so say I'm finishing second in the Supercoach ladder, but second last in the other one, if I was continuously referred to the Supercoach ladder, people would be like, oh, it doesn't even matter. But like, well, really, I'm winning. Um, yeah, it's a really tough one. I can see people losing interest. So I don't have an easy answer for it. I probably think the relegation league wouldn't work, is my opinion. I think there's uh, pros and cons for both, but, um, yeah, I think there's too many holes and there's more work for you in any scenario to make it work, you being Jimmy, that is. Um, Yeah, I just think we're better off sticking with what we've got. If we've got shit people, it is what it is. It's kind of funny watching some of them be shit. We've still got room to grow and add to the league if we really want. You can have more people in the league. We've got 14 now. You can have 16 or 18, I think. So yeah, I think 16 there is that option. Yeah. yeah, there is that option. Obviously, if we have a relegation league, then there's um, too much chat between the two leagues in terms of how um, you're going in this league and how you're going in that league. And, um, oh, but you might win in the relegation league. And then I might be like, oh, Ben, you won the relegation league, but who gives a fuck? Because it's league two. So. Um, there'll be a lot of that. I don't know. I can see more issues than what it's worth, to be honest. Yeah, I think the hard thing is, though, you like to say you've got all the shit, to say they say the bottom six of this league go into the relegation league, they're still just as shit. So realistically, the guys that are shit are still going to be bottom of the ladder. You're not going to give them a chance to win because they're still shit. Um, But it probably does, I don't know, it gives them a little bit of something to aim for because they've been shit for six years. Now they should get a chance to actually finally win something. Yeah, there is that. Uh, I don't know. I just um, I think it's in the too hard basket. Uh, in the end, the blokes who are, are going shit claim to know enough about football to not be shit. So they just need to, um, yeah, do enough to, to lift a little bit. But I can see interest getting lost. I can see, um, yeah, more issues occurring with a second league. Uh, I think it's easier just to keep what we've got. Um, we've obviously already axed a few people over the time and brought more people in. 
Um, it's already uh, pretty hard to win. I know I've taken two, uh, one, two, and just really taken the piss and probably going to win three, but winning it's not easy, Jim. So, um, yeah, I'm just not sure a relegation league is the way to go. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting conversation that, that Marto's been putting on the agenda for a while, so definitely interested in everyone's in thoughts, and it's definitely something worth worth touching on, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, if we can work out a way to do it, I'm definitely interested, but there, there doesn't seem to be an easy way to do it without splitting two Supercoach leagues, which makes it harder, I think, for everybody in, involved. That's it. It definitely is uh, in the too hard basket for mine, yeah. but happy to have the conversation. Definitely happy to have it. Next one from Marto. Well, the second question for the coach is just in regards to the relegation league. Um, do you think it should go not on the season results from next year if we did decide to do it, but instead just go on form for their entire time in the draft. And if that was the case, who would certainly be in Div 2? Um, to be honest, if we did that, it'd almost be your bottom eight anyway. So, um, like, Brian would be down there 100%. Ben would be down there. Uh, Matt would be down there. Keelan would be down there. Um yeah, how many am I nominating here, Jimmy? Yeah, I, I, feel, think... I feel Steve's not. He's made the prelims a few times and finished and up at the level once, so he's definitely one who's up yeah, there. More than up there. He wouldn't be in would relegation. I think you would be pretty close to me again. Um, uh, Braids would be in because he's a fucking piece of shit. Um, so there's probably six already. Um, yeah, that would probably be me, uh, me fourth at the moment. So whether you went by ladder or went off braids is the only one. He's fourth at the moment because he went early, but in the end, he's going to be a fucking passenger. But overall, um, yeah, if, if it was a league two, he'd be fucking a, a massive candidate for it. So um, that would probably be my, uh, my main thoughts on that one. Yeah, not fair. I think, yeah, there's a fair few of you that you'd probably have to go, take a lot to go through all the, the previous ones because... Obviously, when I just did that little that little written thing, that was a lot easier to just be able to track it a lot easier to just check. But I don't know. I don't keep track of who's in the league and who who scores what in every other one. So to try and work out who's in the freedom ladder positions, you have to go through every single pod and see your wins and loses. But I ain't doing that. Yeah, no. You just get a general feel for it. I think we could pretty comfortably relegate six if we had to. But, yeah, I don't know. I think it's easier just to add a couple more, thin out the draft a bit, make it a bit easier like that way. Hope that uh, the likes of myself and Scotty and Lusty, those who are continuously up there, cop some injuries and don't keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, could you imagine two more players, two more teams in the league, though? Can you imagine how much rubbish would be on everyone's benches? Like, it would just be horrendous. You'd almost have to go, like, 30 players down in the waivers, and that's who your bench players are going to be. Yeah, you would. And uh, some of those last players in, like, if they're averaging 70s, they're probably going all right. So, Even 60 could be uh, having a good, a good spot to get a freaking show on your bench. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of ways to skin a cat. So this is probably one of those conversations as well. Definitely. Definitely an end-of-year conversation when hopefully we can all catch up with some drinks. Okay. All righty, next one from Marto. <laughs> Third question for the coach. Does he think it's better having bench options or worse? Sometimes I feel like if you've got so many injuries on your bench, you don't allow yourself any headaches with picking a team, um, but at the same time, you're stuck with some absolute garbage. What are their thoughts there? Not a lot of it. No issues with that. I, mean, I think it brings another tactic in there as well because if I uh, don't like any midfielders left and I'm a midfielder down, but I really like my fifth forward, then I could drop the rest of my bench and play that forward. So, because that would come as my emergency score. So, uh, I think if I'm come finals, Marto, the bench will play a, a bigger role. 
right now everyone just needs to have a full bench to make sure you fill a team. But come finals, it's cutthroat. You just need a win. So things will happen. So, yeah, I don't mind bench. Yeah, I think we see most finals when it comes down to it. A lot of the, the rubbish is, is cut pretty quickly. Yeah, particularly if you first score. Like if you have a, a full bench or like two or three on the bench and your first one gets over 100, you're like, well, fuck, I want him on. So yeah. uh, in a final where you just got to finish, well, you want us to win it. Like, you know what I mean? We're trying to just progress. Yeah. Uh, you might make some big calls to do that. and it, Yeah, playing those sort of blokes could do that. Particularly if it comes to the last game, like if I have a bloke score 100 on my bench and I drop everybody else, and come to the last game, if I'm down by 60 or whatever, and this bloke's got 100 on the bench, why risk it? Yeah. Drop the bloke who's on your field and just fucking go through. Definitely. Yeah, get it done. Exactly right. And it's, just, it's yeah, as we saw with Brian, if he'd, just, if he went, if he'd, done, he'd done that, which he asked me what he thought thoughts were, I'm like, well, who's going to score under under 80 from that Friday night? If he'd done that, he would have won. So one of those weird tactics. But at 80, I don't think you do it. I think at 90 plus, you do it. Yeah, I agree. And the last one from Mato. And my last question for the coach, just having a look, we've got time to uh, digest this over the next three weeks, but looking at that top eight, do they think any changes will occur? If not, who do they think is most likely to go out straight away or straight sets from the top four? Well, if it finishes right now, Braids will go around straight sets. But let's assume Braids doesn't make the top four, which I think is a huge chance. Yep. I think Grant's a big chance to go out in straight sets. I think he's gotten too far ahead of himself. It's all good and well winning all home and away, but he could fall over when it comes against the cream of the crop. Um, I think if I was to play Scotty, I think either of us would win week two. Um, I can't see anyone on the bottom four beating us. So uh, I don't reckon either of us would go out in straight sets. So yeah, my... Uh, if it didn't change, it would definitely be Braids. If it did change, if Braids drops down the top four as he fucking should, um, then, yeah, I reckon Grant's a huge chance to be out in straight sets. There we go. All righty. Uh, although, he, the way he's away, the way the one that was in the bottom four are going, he's probably not going to get, he's not going to have much uh, much problems beating us, but we never know. Never know, but yeah. All righty. Now I've got a few questions from Ben. So anything could happen here. <laughs> All right. First one. Yeah, first question for the coach. Uh, who are three people that they would suspect would be would have been the one who dobbed in the Tiger King for vice captaining the wrong person? Right, interesting question, Benny. Um, I'm only going by what Jimmy said before. So if I was to limit down, I think now I now think Matt's a huge chance because he doesn't have Facebook. I don't think of that. I think, yeah, I think Grant's a big chance because he's old, so he may not have seen it. I would have said Kane, but I actually don't think Kane's got it in him to uh to drop something in, so I'm going to rule him out. Um, my other thought would be Braids. Uh, so who do I say already, sorry? Uh, Matt, Matt. Matt Braids and Grant. Yeah. But then I also think Wust is a big chance as well. So i definitely say it's one of those four. Um. They've all got reasons why it couldn't couldn't be. I guess I'm going to eliminate Matt from that list just by your reaction now. Um, so I'd say it's either Grant, Braids, or Wusty, Ben. There we go. Nice. nice Do options. your homework. There we go. All righty. Second question. With the big fish being the Mr. Mum at home at the moment, uh, what does the coach think would be the go-to meals he'd be making his kids? 
Um, look, Benny, nothing will shock you, mate. Tonight I'm, uh, I'm putting in a frozen pizza with some garlic bread. Uh, last night we had uh, air fryer chicken uh, strips with uh, chips and I uh, put some veggies on as well. I was pretty popular with the veggies just quietly. Uh, Pasta's got a couple of rounds, mate. Uh, I've got the, uh, the snags, chips and veggies option a couple of times. Um, I actually had... Uh, there's uh, those tortillas. Um, Liz, for whatever reason, bought some frozen tortillas, so I uh, cooked them up for myself last night, which were very good. But the kids just had some, we call it fridge pasta, but basically it's pasta in the fridge that Brax would ever love, so we put that in the pot and he's happy days. Uh, I bought fish and chips the other night, mate, so I had a night out there. There we go. Um, I, I, bought, I bought pizza another night, Betty, so <laughs> I'm really lashing out. Um, but look, that's about... Uh, that's about my list at the moment in terms of what I've, uh, I've cooked them. I hope that helps. <laughs> yeah, you got it here straight from the fish's mouth. So there you go. They're eating pretty well. <laughs> what the fuck are you two talking about an hour and a half later? Hi, Slim. How are you? Like, an hour and a half. Seriously, fucking wrap it up. No one wants to listen to you talk for an hour and a half. I don't know. Everyone seems okay. to like it every week. Okay, firstly, lots of people are going to listen to us talk. And secondly, don't get angry at us just because you're about to push a watermelon out of your jacket, right? <laughs> right? You're the one with the real issues here, not us. Because <laughs> no one gives a fuck that you had air fry food. Ben asked the question. Okay. Uh, if, if Ben didn't want to know, to Ben wouldn't have asked the question. I didn't even hear what the question was. I just came down and listened to you talking about your fucking air fry food. I'm like, no one gives a fuck. All right, before we were so rudely interrupted, we'll continue. I'm, 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 I'm thinking about keeping that bit in where she pops in. She's like, what the fuck are you still doing? No one wants to hear you guys talk for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've kind of funny. I'll see. I might keep it in. Anyways, well, back to it. Um, no, another question from Ben. It's maybe the original one. I forgot we're up to. Maybe he's the first one. If the Wrecking Ball doesn't win the draft this year, is it the biggest choke in the history of all drafts everywhere? Yeah, well, to be fair, look, I can't talk about other drafts, but in terms of our drafts, there's definitely never been a big... Oh, Steve, last year, was it? Wasn't he finished top of them? He got in straight sets last year? The uh, year before that, yeah. No, last year was Matt finished first, but yeah, Steve was out in straight sets a couple of years ago. Yeah, that so that's the, probably the, the biggest choke at the moment. Which started the uh, choking, hazard, uh, choking, choking exactly. hazard one. Yeah, so right now, um, yeah, Steve's got the mantle. But yeah, if Grant doesn't win after winning every game so far... Uh, I, I dare say that next year's league might have to uh, have some sort of choking thing named after G-Banger because uh, you can't win all year and then choke when it matters. So, yeah, it'd be up there, Benny. Up there. Definitely up there, yeah. I was actually just watching the Tom Brady documentary and uh, they went 16-0 and or something like that, which was basically every every every, every win in the regular season and then won two, season, two wins to get to the uh, Super Bowl and lost. So, definitely can happen. Yeah, could, uh, to be honest, for Grant, couldn't happen to a nice piece of shit. So, <laughs> he's open. Fingers crossed. Yeah, his head's, head's wobbling like a wrecking ball at the moment. It's full on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to fucking post me on shit in there when I knock him off. <laughs> <laughs> he's running out of gifts, surely. Surely. <laughs> and I'll find something. Yeah, last one from Ben. It's only three seconds, so I have a feeling I know what it is. Let's wait and see. And it's been a while. Fuck, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Alrighty. Those are all the questions that we have from everybody. So any last words before we sign off? 
No, that's it. I'm just really excited about the uh, the Brides and Burn matchup. I think anything could happen. So uh, I think now their attention turns to that one. Um, yeah, unfortunately, the, the winner of this comp is a foregone conclusion. I said it at the start. So uh, it's no shock to everyone that I'm doubling down, but I'm just blind, Jimmy. So um, there's a good reason I'm coach of the week. Oh, we've got a worst coach of the week. We've been through that yet? Oh, of course. How could I have forgot? We got distracted by the... Uh... By the, introdu- introdu- uh, the, uh, the inclusion of Belinda before. The worst coach of the week, so. We'll turn our attention to the, the week last week and we'll see. I'll give you a few names thrown out there and you can throw down all two things. So Kane is probably the obvious one of 1080, but Captain did score 10. So pretty poor performance by his captain. So could still, I could still see going his way, but not too sure. Second option would be Brian. Two weeks in a row, he's gone big. Two weeks in a row, he shut the bed. So another option is Brian with a 1240 score. The third one I'm throwing out there, Braden, 1173. Talked it up last week, wanting to be coach of the week, and then pulls out this incentive performance of 121100. So they're my three. What are you thinking? Um, look, I think uh, Kane was a bit stiff. You, you get Ward and uh, May go down. Um, look, if Ward gets 200... And he's already at 1280 and he just needs May to play a full game and he probably beats Busty. So um, even with the way the rest of his team went, I think it'd be a bit stiff on Kane because it wasn't so much bad coaching as bad luck. Uh, the Raging Bull, um, yeah, big bad booty riser, Dick Lips himself. Um, it was close. Um, only 29 points though. Do I think that's warranted? Really tough call. Like, he's been shit all season. Should I be shocked if he lose to Keelan? Well, here I've got Braves, who's come out early, sung his own fucking song, beat his own tune, told everyone how good he is. Comes out when we're at the business end of the year, Jimmy, and he scored 1,173. Um, he, he told me early on how good Petrarca is. He kept messaging me, mate. kept saying that, oh, I've got it wrong. He scored a 53. So there's nothing good about that. He had a bloke score 143 in his team, and yet he still scored 1,173. <laughs> so that, to me, says the rest of his team's fucking future. Um, and I uh, don't need to second-guess myself here because the worst coach of the week, Jimmy, is Braden Dobinson. Yeah, no, 100%. I was, I was leaning towards that. The only reason I gave the other three some air time is I just wanted to make him feel a bit better for a second. But nah, from what he, from the fall from grace, and like you said, the bloke who's, who's vying for top four to score eleven seventy three and lose to Steve uh, with that absolutely horrendous score. Look, I think if you look, if you ask him, he'll say McGovern went out injured or whatever it was. But look, he's probably not even scoring another hundred points on top of that. So you'd be lucky to score twelve hundred and something. So you're still scoring an absolute putrid score and getting beaten by over hundred points. So don't give me any of that. You're rubbish, and you, you deserve to be this worst coach of the week, Braden. He's been bad coaching. Like he gave overs to get dunked in. I can't remember what it was. He gave overs. And in the end, he's lost to Steve. Now, as we can see from the ladder, Steve barely beats fucking anybody. So, uh, yeah, Braids is, uh, he's been thoroughly disappointing. Um, he's a really shit bloke. He's got no sense of humour. Um, and to top it off, his uh, super coaching ability made his fucking poor. So, um, no, this has been well earned by him. I'm excited to see what he uh, brings to the table in Ben's little clip. Hopefully Ben's up and about as he interviews him. But um, in the end, like, Ray's just fucking playing as simply isn't good enough. And he is the worst coach of the week by the length of the Flemington straight. Yeah. Well, there you go, Braves. You wanted a, a weekly coach award and you got one. So it was only a week late, but you got one. So there you go. Congratulations. Well earned, Steve. Definitely.
All right. Well, yeah, unless I've forgotten anything else, that uh, should be all we have <laughs> we have for today. Beautiful. Well, Jimmy, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I'll probably see you again in a few weeks, all right? Beautiful. But uh, we'll look forward to it. Uh, everyone enjoy the, the three weeks off of the buys and look, let's see what, see what this podcast brings us next week. All right, beautiful. Lachlan, thank you very much for being the guest this week. I'm sure everyone really enjoyed that chat. Uh, that is all we have time for, unfortunately, because as there is no match next week, there is no Mardo bet. So I know everyone always probably waits until this last minute to get their good Mardo bet value in there. But unfortunately, no Mardo bet this week. So look, I know we'll all be looking forward to that one. I might have to hit Mardo up for the, the week before uh, round 15 one. I'm guessing we all know what the match is up going to be. But we'll have to wait and see for that one. So keep listening we should have one podcast next week and I'll try and do one every week in between the buys just to get uh, a little bit more excitement going and to keep this uh, this train rolling because I'm really enjoying it. Um, and uh, let's let's keep this going and have a good old good old time in between the buys while there's no games because this three-week stretch is probably my least favourite stretch of the year because, God, I miss draft because I really enjoy it, especially when I'm winning, which is uh, not, always, it's not always happening for me, unfortunately, but look, uh, good a few weeks to come. So that's all from us here at Throw the Damn Tower Podcast. This was the Week 11 Review. And I'll talk to you all next time.